What's up? Pat here from the Quartz Up Podcast, and Happy New Year. No, I'm just kidding. That ship sailed on like January 4th, but it is the first episode of the Quartz Up Podcast in 2022, and only fitting to open up 2020 new. It's uh, Season 2, Episode 2. That's a lot of twos. Corey and I got to chat with Brian Barnaby, good buddy of Corey's and one of the hosts of the Sportsport as part of Downtime TV. They talk all things sports, and I literally mean everything from golf to, to rugby, uh, tennis, y- you name it. Uh, they stream live on Monday through Saturday. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Uh, Brian explains it better than I just did, but we broke down this weekend's Super Bowl matchup between the Rams and the Bengals out in L.A. with all of us having a uh, Joe cool prediction for the game a little uh baseball lockout and what we expect and want to see the yankees do when the owners and players come to agreement this weekend fingers crossed we spared you from our nba trade deadline analysis which would have likely resulted in us ranting about how embarrassing the knicks season has been so far and how laughable it is that they did absolutely nothing to shake up the roster at the deadline also the interview seems a little clunky Corey and Brian were at Mohegan Sun to christen the brand new FanDuel Sportsbook, which literally opened today and had some uh, important games to follow with a lot at stake. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Anyway, don't forget to check out our show on Instagram, uh, Spotify, Apple. You know the drill. Core's up. One word. Now here it is, live from his casino hotel room. It's Brian Barnaby. Welcome to season two, episode two of Cores Up the Podcast. I'm Corey Chacon with my co-host Pat Puzo, and we have a special guest joining us today, Brian Barnaby. What's up, Brian? What's going on, man? Pumped to, to get on with you guys today. A lot to talk about. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we have a lot to talk, talk about. Uh, we have a Super Bowl coming up, so we have some predictions and a breakdown of that little MLB lockout talk and what could happen potentially right afterwards. Before Welcome, we get into guys. this though, you guys, we attempted to do this like almost a live recording. You guys are currently where at, um, where are you guys? Mohegan Sun? No, no. Mohegan Sun. Oh, yeah, Mohegan Sun, the sun, really? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you, you guys were in the same room to start, but I don't know, the audio was just total a total mess. Yeah, that didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, a little, little cleaner out. operation now. A little bit, a little bit. Also, uh, Brian, I love the, the light show going on to your uh, your left. Yeah, yeah, what that it's, is. It's like this, this red light, and uh, it's actually changing colors. We got some blue it in there. Is, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. People are gonna Good love that in the back. video portion. Sure. Yeah, for sure. It's I definitely want to do that. But here, before we start. We have Brian as our guest, and like you know, people need to know about our guest. And he does. They, they, does. They, they, they do. They do. Yes. So uh, I'm on Sportsport Monday through Friday. Usually it's a morning recording uh, around eight thirty or so, and we have about between an hour, hour and a half show. Pretty much break down all baseball, basketball, football. Uh, big on hockey. Um, and, you know, we really just get into it. And of course, you know, with a the local theme, uh, you know, covering the New York teams heavy, unfortunately, you know, other than the Yankees, it's been kind of a disaster uh, recently. So, you know, I have to do a little more national focus, but just love talking about everything. There's always so much going on. And we even, you know, talk about some golf. Uh, you know, we, we were mentioning before, Corey, we got the uh, Phoenix Open today. So that's always a good one. And a little, and a little hockey. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Super diverse. Now, bro, when did you start that show? Uh, so it's been about probably like 15 months. Okay. Um, so, and I uh, just happened to be uh, my roommate from college. I uh, hadn't talked to him a little bit, randomly, you know, gave him a call and he was like, oh, you got to like just come on as like a guest, um, you know, on the show one time. And then ever since then it took off and now, um, you know, I actually host it and it's like, usually about three of us, uh, you know, we're always doing like pick segments for everything and stuff. So really have a good time with it. Uh, and, you know, it's part of the bigger media company, you know, downtime TV. So uh, they do all types of things, you know, as far as like shooting footage, uh, they've done some short films and they also have a couple other shows and interview series. The dream is free as well as screen time where they review video games and movies and shows. So uh, cover a lot of stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm a big part of the sports part of it and then you know i've done some of the stuff where we record when we go to like a baseball game or we went to salem uh during halloween so it kind of you know just covers really everything in life and then where can people uh tune in listen to that show uh, yeah so you could go to spotify uh facebook uh youtube twitch uh twitter so we're all we're all over there uh in all of our sports port episodes you know which uh, you know, like I said, Monday through Friday, those all air live and then you can watch them right after uh, the show ends as well as call in uh, anytime or, you know, FaceTime in. Uh, and, you know, we love having a guest and just talking about all the different stuff, uh, you know, in the world of sports. Awesome. Awesome stuff. It, it, of course, it's a very similar story to us, I guess. Right. I mean, co college roommates is just yeah. out of nowhere, wanted to, you know, start something. Uh, so I, I guess we're, we're hopefully going to follow a similar path. You know, a media company maybe is going to pick up our show at one point. I don't know. That'd be great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I can do all. We got to see what I, we can do with it. I can do all the editing myself. So, you know, no one needs to worry about it. Just, you know, sponsors, pick us up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Downtown yeah. TV, pick us up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, we got to gotta get together on something. But um, yeah. no, it's just awesome because you think about it, when we were growing up and we were in middle school and stuff, like you couldn't actually do this. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So right. It's kind of sick that we have that opportunity. <clears throat> yeah. Like, like you said, when we were in middle school, you know, podcasting wasn't really that big now now you can uh, yeah. do it literally anywhere you guys are at a casino in a hotel and we're recording something as we speak yeah yeah exactly and you could be in europe or in right. australia and it still would be fine yeah exactly yeah. it doesn't matter the it's quality's nuts. not going to suffer which is which is great um uh, all right so let, let, let's get in i know you guys are on a time crutch you uh <laughs> at, at the casino you you've got some important stuff to handle in a you know yeah, the seven and five games but, coming but up brand in new hour. brand new sports book so that's you know but rather do that than the blackjack table so we're <laughs> we're trying to go there watch the hockey the basketball games uh, i'm sure the fan duel sports book just opened today opening night didn't wow. even know it we just walked right it into it it is gorgeous yeah wow. so, the movie theater luxury reclining what? seats Bar, uh, bars, two bars, I think, in there. They serve yeah. food, they serve drinks. There's about like 50 kiosks where you can bet. A hundred plus flat screens all over. Like it's mm. literally insane. It's unbelievable. Damn, yeah, yeah. And then I heard the one at AC is like really good too. So we got to check yeah, it. yeah. The yeah, one yes. it reminds me of the one at Ocean's uh, Casino uh, where the Revel used to be. Yeah, Same yeah, type yeah. of TVs oh. and the movie theater seating. Seating, it's just the best. That one, I'm, that excited. I'm excited to see that one. Um, and Vegas, the, Vegas has some awesome ones too. Yeah, but, Vegas, Vegas obviously has some good ones. Vegas, too. Vegas. Um, um, but uh, yeah, so let's get into the Super Bowl and let's, let's get some it. picks going. 
picks really already already picks no no, no breakdown at all <laughs> well no no i'm saying like just the overall we got to break it down and then i'm right i already know what where i'm going but you guys might convince me otherwise so let's see maybe maybe well for, first of all where are you guys heads at Corey? i want to start with you you know what, what are you thinking for the game like what, what key matches for you in terms of you, your decision your your overall pick how, how are you looking at this game right off the bat it's just like, first off, Rams are playing in their home stadium. Bucks played in their home stadium last year. Look what they did. They won. They had a good game plan. Everything was good and jolly. Joe Burrow is just on this another level right now. Uh, the problem is that offensive line is really going to set him back from like doing certain things that I think he wants to do with the run game. And the, with the Rams defense, it's – it's so elite that he can't make too many mistakes. So I think that the Rams defense is going to score a touchdown versus Joe Burrow. But I also think that the Bengals are still over the four and a half. So when, when I'm looking at this game, I mean, usually with a Super Bowl, especially, you know, at this point in the season, all the teams are beat up. Um, so you're usually dealing with a lot of injuries, but when you really look at this game, not too much on the injury side of things. I mean, the, the Bengals literally only have one injury, uh, CJ Uzuma, and it seems like he's going to play, you know, he said he doesn't want to miss this game for the world. Um, and then on the Rams side, I mean, we know Woods got hurt, you know, out for the season a while ago, uh, Daryl Henderson, the same thing, just really the question mark is, uh, Tyler Higby because Cam Akers, Van Jefferson listed as questionable, definitely should be playing. Uh, and you know, I think Higby's a nice weapon to have, but at the same time, we've seen him actually cost the Rams some game, some games, uh, this season. So I feel like it's almost, it almost could be a blessing in disguise if he doesn't go. So I don't think really injuries are going to play a role in this. I think it really comes down to kind of what you guys were speaking to just about the Bengals, uh, offensive line, uh, cause the Rams defense, uh, you know, with all the big names with Donald, uh, with Miller, with Ramsey, you know, bringing back Eric Weddle, uh, they are loaded. So they have to be able to pass protect. Um, and that's the whole thing. But I think also when you have Jalen Ramsey shadowing a uh, Jamar chase, you know, that doesn't make life easy for Joe Burrow. Um, you know, of course they have Joe Mixon running the ball, but it's just, it, it's a tough spot for the Bengals. Uh, both teams are red hot, obviously winning all these games in a row, uh, to get to this point, but it's just really one of those things where it's just like, um, based on what we've seen uh, on these teams this year, you almost feel like the Bengals, like despite being the underdogs here might have a little bit of a better shot just because the Rams have been very inconsistent. Uh, and just like the the way that the Rams have like let up in this spot, and the Bengals have thrived in it of being the Chiefs twice. That that's what kind of makes you think like, is this just a fairy tale run uh, for the Bengals? Are they going to just finish off the deal on Sunday? Oh, two Bengals, two Bengals. Oh, uh, wow. I'm actually a little surprised because most of the people that I, I've been talking about the game with are leaning heavily in favor of the Rams. Like uh, some people are saying it's going to be a blowout. Like they could win by two touchdowns. I, I, well, I even just, I, even I, yeah, even I said it could be a blowout for the Rams, but it also could be a very, very good game. So you never know. It better be a good game. If there's any indication like how the playoffs have gone the last two week, two weekends, uh, then it's going to be a, a very close guy. I hope. I mean, how many, yeah. how many games have been decided by, uh, you know, on, on the final play, like. You know, yeah, I think all the last four or six games, it's been decided. Yeah. Uh, all of the, uh, the divisional round and the championship, both championship games too were, you know, right down to the wire. So, 
I, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be a, a close game. Uh, piggybacking off, you know, what you, what you guys said though, uh, you know, everyone's making a big deal about the Bengals' offensive line, and yes, it's been inconsistent, but they played pretty good against the Chiefs. I mean, they they held their own specifically in the second half. And look, obviously, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times against the Titans, and they won. So yeah. <laughs> they're going to have to really get to him to rattle him. He, he's he's not you know going by the na- nickname Joe Cool for for no reason. He's been just you know. Total in, in laser focus. The guy's just in, in another world right now. He's not putting up like crazy numbers. Um, you know, he's throwing a couple picks here and there, but like he, he just he's not fat, fat flattered by the moment. It's just it, it's insane to see him see him operate. And like obviously Stafford's got the experience. He's played really well, uh, but in terms of big games, he hasn't really been in that many. When you look at Joe Burrow. Yes, this is his first Super Bowl, the first time he's in the playoffs this year, but. Every single big game, going back to his days at LSU, he has dominated it. Uh, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but it's like I think he's averaging over 300 yards and like three touchdowns in big pivotal games, like both uh, playoff games when he was at LSU, the championship game, obviously, all these playoff games this year. He's just been he's been another world. And another, another, the one uh, unit that I think people are sleeping on is the Bengals' defense. Look what they did in the second half against Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Shut him down. He was a completely different quarterback. Uh, Hendrickson on the edge, Hubbard, those guys get after it. They, they really do. Uh, in the middle, DJ Reader, uh, big offseason acquisition for them. He's been a beast. Uh, the secondary two, both those safeties, uh, Bates has been been unbelievable. Uh, this, the cornerbacks too, Hilton's not bad. Uh, I know Eli Apple might be a, a, a bit of a weak point, but they've been pretty strong all season long. Uh, the Rams, like you guys said, defensively, they're stout. Von Miller's getting after it. Uh, Aaron Donald's still the best defender in football. Jalen Ramsey, arguably the best cornerback. But how are you going to defend all those weapons on Cincinnati? I, I don't know how you can do that. You want to shut down Chase? All right, fine. I'll put T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd in the slot, and I'll just I'll burn you with those guys. Joe Mixon running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield. Uzama, if he plays, another another you know bonus for them. So I, I just think Cincinnati, they're riding this hot wave right now. I don't know how you slow it down. I think it's going to be really close, but at the end of the day, I, I just, I, I for some reason just see Cincinnati finishing off th- this amazing run, and uh, Joe Cool is going to become what the, the third or no fourth Joe to win a Super Bowl, uh, third to win uh, a national championship and a Super Bowl, joining uh, Montana and uh, and Namath. So wow, that's yeah. how I see it. That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all pretty much on the same page there. That's for sure. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised. Joe, Joe Burrow, uh, the lights are going to shine in L.A. on Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe, cool. He's, and he's and I, I do think, you know, part of that thinking, though, if you think about the Rams and obviously different team this year with Stafford, you know, versus Goff, but it's like between Stafford and his career and the Rams, you know, the past five to ten years, it's like the big spot. They always come up short. So I think that's right. part of thinking as well. Yeah, and like yeah. you look at McVay in the Super Bowl against New England, like – they were, I know, yes, I know Goff was not nearly the same quarterback as, as Stafford, but they looked like lost in that game. They, they couldn't do anything offensively. Uh, so I, I think McVay in big games, he gets a little, he gets a little dicey. Uh, some of his play calling is questionable. A little rattled. A little yeah. rattled. I mean, the, the game against San Francisco, like the challenges he, he made were just were, were horrendous. So he, he's, a, he's a little, you know, questionable at best to me in, in, in big spots in big games. So that that could come into play as well, and there might be pressure too playing at home. I mean, Tampa last year kind of thrived in it, but I don't know if I see it being consecutive years where 
the, the team that's essentially hosting the Super Bowl wins it. I think that there's a lot of pressure, um, you know, being in that new stadium, that new venue, kind of a, still a relatively new team in L.A. I, I think there's, you know, quite a bit of pressure there, uh, and, you know, for, for everyone, Stafford, uh, McVay, uh, all the guys in the Rams. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting in LA. Obviously, we could have the chance to see back to back years with the home team winning in their home uh, in their own stadium. But the streak could be broken by Joe Cool. So Joe we'll Cool, see. Joe Cool. He, is he gonna cool down the weather though? Because here it's supposed to be like eighty five degrees. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Sunday. It's gonna be nuts. Well, the, the ball is gonna be flying too. In, Ex- uh, exactly. In that kind of weather. Exactly. Any. I, I don't. I don't want to see a, a game. In like freezing temperatures, I ever, ever no. I can't stand it. I can't stand yeah, it. Yeah, Patriot, the Patriot days with the Raiders. Oh, when, my God. when New York had the uh, Super Bowl, they got so lucky. The next day, com- like I think it was a complete blizzard. Like they made it <laughs> yeah. right, right. Like the the gods just like opened up and were like, "All right, we're gonna it's have like a, 60 a, 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 a 50, random 60, 60 degree degrees. day in February." Yeah, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah. But but it was cool, obviously having it in the Northeast, though. That's it, the only. It, it was, but like I think that's the last time they're gonna do it. Because you know, you're never going to have a Super Bowl in like Green Bay because it could be negative four degrees. Like, you but, but if you, you think about it too, like teams are reluctant, but there's really no reason to have an outdoor stadium unless you either have the history or the good weather. And it's right. like for New York to have outdoor stadiums, it doesn't really make that much sense. We, we can talk for an hour about how why that stadium looks the way it does it just compared to all these brand new stadiums like obviously SoFi is gorgeous Jerry World which was built before MetLife like uh, they the, cheaped out the Vikings new stadium is immaculate like you look at all these obviously Vegas like it's just it's incredible what these new venues look like and then you look at MetLife it's a, it's a dump it's a dump <laughs> 12 years in it's shot it's it's exactly it's shot they need a new stadium I can't believe it's been 12 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, Same it, thing with Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 12 years too. Yeah. That's nice. that one right, Speaking of Yankees, good transition. Are we going to see yeah. the Yankees on time this year? That's that's the big the big question for us. Uh, um, I uh, I think we're going to see the regular season on time. I okay. am a little skeptical on spring training start time right now but we're hearing that that can all be resolved soon in the next coming days so we'll see yeah i i agree i think that it's just going to be a condensed little bit but even if they literally missed two weeks of spring training like it's so long i think it's still enough time to make too big of a deal about like oh this like regimen they have to follow they're athletes they're professionals they'll be fine i don't think it really will affect it if the season starts at the time and they miss a couple weeks of spring training Right. I yeah. mean, if, if spring training starts on, I don't know, February, like 21st, or even if it starts two weeks from tomorrow, just to say, like, like, well, hopefully they're meeting this weekend. Hopefully they come to some agreement finally and, uh, you know, start to work out the, the kinks and schedule and whatnot and set a date. But yeah, if it's like, all right, we, we're, we're going to report 10 days from Saturday or Monday, that should give guys plenty of time to to get vamped up, and they obviously you know pitchers and whatnot take a little bit more time to get their arms right. But the the first two weeks of the season, it's always you know a bit of an adjustment. So even if yeah, like like you guys said, there's like two weeks of spring training. The regular season is gonna not really be affected too much. So what I'm looking forward to most is all these guys that are unsigned. It's gonna be like you know a, a frenzy off season round two yeah. when yeah. they finally. 
come to an agreement. I, it's going to be because like all the guys that are still in sign Correa, Story, the trades that might need to happen. Uh, you know, teams finish filling out their rosters. That's what I'm really looking forward to. And, and I need to to hear an objective opinion because I'm always just shooting for the moon, hoping for the best. You know, obviously being a big Yankee fan. What's your guys' predictions as far as how they round out the off season? Like, who do you think their big, you know, landmark, you know, transactions? Who are they going to be? My uh, personal opinion at this stage, I, I would seriously make a move for Correa. I, uh, I mean, just as a player alone, he's like, uh, how could you not want him? They need a shortstop. Um, you know, he gives them so much maneuverability. I think you could shift him to third base, you know, a few years from now, if need be. Uh, the guys, per personality-wise, yes, I know, you know, the whole, you know, cheating scandal and whatnot. Yankee fans might hate him, but, like, just him, like, personality-wise, I think he would just fit so well in New York as a whole. Uh, and eventually fans are going to love him. If he hits 300 and, you know, hits 30 home runs, fans aren't really going to care as much. They're going to get over it, especially if he helps them, you know, bring in another title to New York. So, to me, that's the big splash, uh, the fact that he's still unsigned. And the Yankees haven't done anything yet. Uh, I, I think that's that's kind of the, the, their big move that may end up happening. What What do you think, Corey? Yeah, I, I think with the Yankees right now, it's it's interesting because um, while Correa obviously is going to be a top target, you have to look at their minor league system where their two of their top prospects are second baseman slash shortstops. Now, do they wait on these guys or is it, you know, win now, championship now mode? Or do you still have a championship caliber team if you plug in a shortstop that's, you know, half as decent as Correa and give him a one or two year deal and let these two kids get ready to get called up? Do you package them in a deal to get somebody bigger for a pitcher, first baseman? I think it starts at first base. Um, what I would do is re-sign Rizzo, try to get him on like not a, you know, it's not going to be a small deal, but it'll be a, a two, three-year deal for, for Rizzo. And then trade Voight in a package to get a pitcher because they definitely need a pitcher. And if you want to include Glaber in a, in a deal, that's fine too because then if you're going to do that, that would be mean you're going in the direction of looking at Korea or Story to plug in. Because remember, DJ LeMay, who can play all over. DJ could play first base, and you don't have to re-sign Rizzo, and you could keep Luke Voigt for DH in first. But I think they're going to keep DJ at second because ultimately that's where he performed best on offense was when he was playing at second all the time. And at third is going to be Geo. First, I would say Rizzo. Shortstop, to me, I would say uh, – if it's not story, I, I don't. I don't know if they're going to spend that much on Correa. Only if um, they're really looking to still get a starting pitcher, and they need a center fielder, and if they strike out on Rizzo and they have to overpay to get uh, Freddie Freeman, that kind of stuff. There's just a lot of there's a lot of holes that they need to fill right now, and it's maneuvering around the best way is is the hardest part to figure out. Because you have to get rid of Hicks' contract too, but that's not easy to do. So like, no, it's, it's just, not. It's just like what what do you do with certain contracts on that team? It's it's tough. Chapman, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to trade Chapman. I just don't know, you know, even though it's a one year deal, but just if people want to take on his salary. But I would just love to get rid of that tightrope act and give uh Luizaga a chance to be the long term answer there. Oh, um, 
hot take. Yeah, so that that's what I would like to see because you know we've just had to suffer through Chapman stuff. But um, <laughs> just as far as like a way to kind of fix the team, I mean, I feel like I like Voit, but it does seem like they're set on trading him. And I think with the National League adopting the DH, um, mm-hmm. you can um, ship him to an NL team, get a pitcher, then have DJ play first, and then I would trade for Matt Chapman um in a separate deal and then it's just like ha- have that third base spot solidified and instead of having to worry about you know glaber maybe playing short you know lemayo's at first glaber at second and then uh geo plays short until peraza or volpe are ready to play uh shortstop and i think that's a big thing they should do and then just give Florial a shot in center i think they're set on giving hicks a chance uh you know to get his job back and please like i hope they're not bringing back gardner because it's just like i think you know, <laughs> Enough is enough there. <laughs> well, one thing about Guardi, though, I know he's ancient now, but the guy does play. Like, he stays healthy. He's in tremendous shape. He's he's reliable. Unlike Hicks, who's who, who gets hurt walking to, you know, the dugout, He's he does give them somewhat consistency. He's out there. He plays decent defense. So, as, like, a fifth outfielder, he'd be great. But as you're starting wow. center fielder every day, no. I didn't even realize Joey Gallo. I'd even plug him into. That. I, I actually yeah, completely yeah, yeah. forgot about him as well. Oh, well, they love they love oh my Gallo. Goodness, so. They have Joey Gallo to work with too. <laughs> but but you know what Gallo. it is. Wow. And, and I know you guys could agree with this, especially like the way that things have gone for the Yankees. You know, since 2009, it's like you just don't want to have those areas of the roster where it's like, well, this guy is like okay. It's like we need to have all of our ducks in a row. Um, because that's why they've fallen short because they haven't had the right guys. Contact has been a big problem. So that's why I really hope – I would love to see Peraza just start with them as well as Florial. Um, you know, have him platoon with Hicks. He doesn't need to rush back from the injury. And it's just like don't mess up your prospect value. I feel like that's all they've done with Frazier, with Garcia. Um, you know, I hope they don't do that to Luis Hill, and I hope they don't do it to either of these shortstops because it's just like they don't play him. They play him in the minors too long. They bring him up after, you know, Chance Adams, perfect example of that. Um, so I just like use your guys. Give a young team a shot. I think it would be a lot of fun. I love the Chance Adams one. That's so true. <laughs> Chance Adams, yeah. He was, he was money. He was the best minor league pitcher in the uh, It's crazy. I know. It's so crazy to think what, what happened to him. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's funny because the, there's so many different ways they could go about it. And then with the rotation too, do you put Severino back in the rotation? Do you keep him in the bullpen and just have a lights out bullpen with like him, Chad Green, Loizaga, setting up with Chapman? Like you can go a bunch of different directions there. There's a there's a trade that's just always been on my head that just I know it's unrealistic. Nobody really talks about it. It's never been rumored. But if a lot of things strike out for the Yankees and the route they go is Correa or Story on like a big shortstop contract. And then uh, Peraza and Volpe, they'll plug into third and second as the time comes, or they'll put them in a trade for something, or one of these guys in this trade, uh, specifically Peraza, I could see being in this trade. But I could see a blockbuster deal with their division rival, the Baltimore Orioles. The Yankees would be receiving Cedric Mullins and John Means. And the Orioles would be receiving prospects because they're never going to be MLB ready for a team. Right. And that gets your starting rotation in line. Severino could stay in the bullpen. You have really good, reliable pitching there. Mullins plugs in your center field spot, top of the lineup guy. 
And then, like I said, at shortstop, you get Crea or Story because you're probably going to be trading Peraza or Volpe in that deal. Right. You're not going to keep both those guys. No, 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 no. So, One of them has to go. Like, Peraza has to go in that deal, most likely, right. because Volpe is their, their hidden gem. But then you got to give, like, a Garcia and or Medina and – one or two other guys from the system, but you're also getting two prominent guys who are going to help your rotation and the top of your order and plug that guy in the center field. Now I love Florial, So I'm all for giving him a shot, but I know right now Hicks is the starting center fielder. If they both are healthy going into spring training, because that's just the Yankee way. And if uh, Florial has to be in that deal to go be the starting center fielder for the Orioles. So that way he can play all the time, just like that what they did with Jorge Mateo a few years back, then all for it. I want to see Florial play, but I would love to see them put Hicks in that deal. So the Orioles could eat some of that money and the Orioles could then just designate him for assignment or something. And then the Yankees just add another prospect in to get rid of him. That would be the ideal situation. A lot of different ways. Never know. You just never know. Nothing's nothing's unrealistic nowadays. It's all it's all on the table. All right, let's wrap it up. Like I said, you guys got uh, some some important games to go watch. Some uh, so, some wagers were placed. It's some it's NHL, some puck a wild night. Yeah, well, what are we looking at? What, what games are, are of interest? In it? I'm curious. What, what do you guys? We have a four leg parlay, big one in the NHL. Mm. Okay, so we need the Senators plus one and a half, the Montreal Canadiens plus one and a half, Columbus Blue Jackets money line and Carolina Hurricanes money line for a total of $200 wager to win $1,600. And then the next one for $200 bet to win $349, we want the Toronto Maple Leafs money line. Austin Matthews all day. Hat trick. Oh, we're going to go sit in a reclining movie chair and watch that on a big screen and hope that I take 1600 in cash so that way I could gamble that back for the Super (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So that way I could put that all on the Bengals plus four and a half. Wow, what a night. To win 3900. Ooh, that would be nice. Just keep doubling it up. Just keep doubling. Hey, that's the life of a winning wager gambler that I am not. So I will be cautious about my money. Be safe Gamb- out there. Gambling. gambling problem? Call one in her gambler. Yeah, have a gambling problem. Call one in her gambler. That should be a, a sponsor for the show. Yeah, we'll check that sponsor opportunity. Filled in the slot. We oh, and we got the Phoenix, and we got the Phoenix open. Oh, <laughs> I love it. You guys are betting golf. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh-huh. uh Brian, this is cool. We got to do this again sometime for sure. Love, uh, love talking up, chatting sports. Uh, definitely, as you know, as baseball gets gets geared up here, and uh, you know, maybe a little Super Bowl recap. We got to get you back on. Maybe uh, come on to your show too. Why not? Let's, uh, yeah, let's absolutely. Let's do cross it. Promotion. Uh, talking sports with you guys. Yeah, a little cross promotion. Once we get yeah. spo- once we get sponsored too, we got to uh, build up. Right. Once we get sponsored. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, guys. Uh, All right, we're take it easy. In- enjoy, uh, enjoy the night. Win big, hopefully. Keep my fingers crossed. Where? Oh, Leafs. No, they're the tickets. There they are. There they are. There All they right, are. Guys. First time ever. <laughs> All right. Later. See you later. Later, man. Nice to meet you, man. See ya. See ya. 
to hear this episode and all of our episodes of the Corza Podcast, just go to Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you find your podcasts and search Corza Podcast.